Well, hey everyone. My name is Stephen Sargent, and I am the host of this new podcast, Church Stories, where we explore and share stories from different ministries and churches all over New England. Uh, I'm also a local pastor and church planter in West Bridgewater, Massachusetts, which is a town about 30 minutes south of Boston. And today's episode will be a special interruption from our normal format. With all that is going on in our country right now, with coronavirus and with COVID-19, the strand that is affecting right now thousands of lives and soon in our country potentially millions, I thought we need to just have some conversations about this. I know many of you are reading resources, you're hearing things, you're looking around and seeing what other local churches are doing. Uh, So I thought, let's just take some time. And what I want to do is just talk about a few things that I think every local church and every individual Christ follower might be able to do to very intentionally care for the people around them, both in their church community and also people in the community that might not be connected with their church at all. Because the truth is this, fear sees the crisis, but faith sees the opportunity. Fear sees the crisis, but faith sees the opportunity. And this is a real opportunity for us as the local church to respond really well. I'm not sure if in my lifetime as a pastor, and I say my lifetime, I've been a pastor for 12 years, but in 12 years, I'm not sure if there has ever been an opportunity quite like this to uniquely minister to people that are wide open asking for help, especially people that wouldn't normally come into our church. So I, this is not the time to cash in your vacation days and to catch up on some of those projects that you've been that have been on the back burner because all of a sudden you have extra capacity. I'll be brutally honest. If you have a ton of extra capacity right now because your church isn't doing in-person services, I don't know if you're fully leaning into the opportunity that's here. My week has gotten far busier since all of the shutdowns and all of the closings because our church family is so actively involved in this thing. That's why I want to have this conversation because I think we really do have an opportunity here. Um, So before I jump in, I want to share just three tips on how to care and four tips on how to stay connected with the people in your church family. Before I do that, I'm just letting you know, I'm kind of skipping over the assumed ones. (laughs) And what I mean by that is, I think there's things we're all doing right now and hopefully just crushing, like doing really well that I I don't think we even need to go into. Number one, prayer. I'm assuming that you have some type of structure in place to gather prayer requests for the people that are around you, that that you have some type of regular pattern of prayer. Uh, Number two, you've probably, almost every church I know has moved to some type of online service format. So that's not a structure that we need to go into. Many of you have already had to figure that out. The third one is keeping in touch by email. Like, okay, you're crushing those. I'm assuming that. You are an A plus in all of this. I want to talk through ones that I don't think every local church is doing that I would encourage every local church to do. Regardless of budget, I think there's a capacity for us to do it. Um, The first one is this. And these first three just pertain uh, specifically to caring for individuals. And I just want to be clear, these are people that are in our church family, but also people in our community. I think our church this past week has actually served more people that have never been to our local church, to Grace Church before. Uh, We've served more people this week that are in that population than people that are a part of our church family. And here's what we've done. The first one is offer to buy groceries and run errands for people that are in need. 
and don't don't like don't be picky about who those people might be. So we don't ask for people to bring in uh, like tax forms or something to show us that they're in a certain price bracket. That there's really no stipulations there. If somebody is courageous enough to ask us for funds for groceries for their family, um, then then we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. So what we've done is we have an online form that anybody can go on. It's that's that's grace.org/help. They can fill out. Um, where they're coming from, and how many people are in their family. And then when I see that come in, I shoot them an email, and we just set up a time. Our, our church is open three to six every day this week for people to come by. And if they filled out that form before, uh, we have a volunteer there that meets with them uh, and gives them a $25 gift card to Market Basket. And we tell them, you can come back. So it's not like 25 is going to feed a family for a long time, but it, it might get them through another day or maybe two, depending on what they buy. Um, but offering to run errands too, we have a lot of people in our community that are older and cautious to go out or may just not have the transportation to, it's a little bit harder, but have some type of system in place. I'm telling you, we have already served just in the past four days, 15 families that are not connected with Grace Church that are coming into our building. We're praying with them, we're talking with them, and we're walking alongside them in this. That's the first one. Number two, uh, a babysitter's club. Now, this is an opportunity I would make exclusive to people in your church family, not opened up to everybody. But a babysitter's club. Create some type of opportunity for... You have a ton of kids volunteers right now that are not serving on Sundays. Uh, and when I say a ton, for uh, for you, that might be three or four. If you're a larger church, that could be 10 or 15 that are used to serving kids every Sunday morning, and right now because you've moved to an online format, they're not, reach out to them to ask if they'd be willing to give up two or three hours uh, in, the next, in the next two weeks to serve a family in the church. There are a lot of young couples that, uh, because now all of a sudden kids are home, now all of a sudden you have parents that aren't usually stay-at-home parents, and now they are, whether they choose to be or not. Uh, that just to have the capacity to go out for getting groceries or running errands or stepping, honestly, just driving around and breathing. I know they can't go out on a date in New England because the restaurants are actually closed, but just something that allows them to kind of get out of the house for a few hours while you watch their kids. We have that. that that's not just a, a, a coronavirus thing. That's something we have going on all the time is offering that kind of child care. But utilize those volunteers. They're used to serving every week as is. So ask them if they'd be willing to give up two hours for that. So number one, groceries and errands. Number two, babysitter's club. Number three, uh, handwritten letters. Man, how often do you get a handwritten letter from someone? Many times, some of you might go months without that. Create a system. Ask 10 volunteers to come and join you on a, you know, a 90-minute window at your church this weekend and just do a letter writing where you create the template of a three or four sentence. You're just sending it out to everybody that is on your mailing list and you're just saying, hey, we just want to let you know that we, we've missed seeing you this past week. We know that we can't meet in person, but we're thinking of you. We're praying for you. If you have any prayer requests, just email prayer at thatsgrace.org. But we're, we just want to let you know that even though we can't see you in person, we are thinking about you. Signed, whichever volunteer put it. It doesn't have to be long. If you get 10 volunteers and each can write 10 an hour, you can do the math that you could probably knock this out in a short amount of time. But somebody who's sitting at home who hasn't seen anybody from your church in person all week and then they get a letter next Monday after two weeks of not meeting in person, that could be very powerful.
Um, number four, these last four pertain to staying connected with people during this time that we can't meet in person. The first one is an app. I want to tell you about an app called Sly Dial, S-L-Y Dial. What this app does, it's pretty fascinating, is if you, you, you hopefully have some type of database that has all of the regular attenders or the people that go to your church, their phone numbers, and hopefully there's an easy way that you can pull that information, whether it's an Excel spreadsheet. Our church uses CCB, Church Community Builder, that we can just export it and we have all of them right there. You can import that into Slidial, which is you just go to, you know, you Google it, you'll find the website quickly, but it's it's a software that allows you to basically leave a voicemail for everybody on your calling list. So it doesn't actually ring. It just pops up on their phone that they have a voicemail. And some of you may have gotten that from a salesperson before. You're like, I didn't even know my phone rang. And then all of a sudden you have a voicemail in your inbox. That's actually a special software that skips the dialing part and just goes right to the voicemail. But you can put in a pre-recorded message that says something along, hey, it's Pastor Stephen from Grace Church. Uh, I know we haven't had a chance to see each other in person for the past few weeks. I just wanted to let you know that we miss you. We're thinking about you. We're praying for you. If anybody in your family is sick and needs prayer, just let me know. Uh, just email stephen at thatsgrace.org and let us know how we can be praying for you or if you need anything from us right now. Uh, that's it. So just a little email, but that goes to everybody. 90% of the people won't respond, but them getting that email shows that you're thinking about them. If they're getting that, if they're getting a handwritten letter, if they're getting emails about um, that, that you're willing to watch their kids for a few hours so that they can go out and run errands, um, it's, it's a way that, st that we can stay connected. Um, number five, uh, think of kids and students as well. A lot of the efforts that we'll naturally think of as adults pertain to how we can connect with adults. So we have online services for adults, but a lot of churches don't necessarily have something going on for their kids, even though there's kids stuff every Sunday. Or student ministry, when most churches have some type of youth group or student ministry on a Sunday or on a Wednesday. So think about that. Our student pastors at Grace Church uh, have kind of come together and started to host every Friday at 3 the, until uh, the schools open back up. They're doing an online virtual party that from wherever you are, you can log on Instagram live and they're going to do like a party with games and prizes and stuff. I think that's an awesome idea. And man, students are bored and they're on their phones constantly. So um, have, think of that. Think of something with kids, even if it's a kid's devotional, a video that your kid's director or one of the kid's volunteers sends out or you personally or somebody, um, a volunteer in your church, maybe that is you, but think of a way that you're caring for the kids in your church as well. Um, two more. Number six, a virtual prayer time. Just earlier today, I did, I hopped on Facebook Live. It doesn't, by the way, this doesn't matter if you're a pastor, if you're a lay leader, you may not even be in leadership for your church. Um, but think of of this as a, as a unique way that you can just host a prayer time. So I, I let everybody know that's a part of our church. I sent out an email earlier today. I said, hey, at 217 today, uh, because of 2 Timothy 1.7, that we will not have a spirit of fear, but of faith, that at 217, hop on Facebook Live. You don't have to even have an account to go on to see a Facebook Live video. And I'm just going to host a little time of prayer and connection. And it was probably 15 minutes long, but I think, you know, a lot of them weren't even people from my church, but we had about a hundred people that logged on and were just, we were, I, I was giving them things to pray through. So it's just a back and forth. It was very easy to do. Uh, the last one is this, a virtual life group or small group or Sunday school, whatever you may call your small group environment. 
if, if people in your church are used to gathering in smaller groups on a regular basis and now they can't, think of setting up a Google Hangout or Zoom, Z-O-O-M. Uh, those are both two really good options. Uh, Skype is another one. Um, but the nice thing I like about Zoom is you don't even need an account to do it. Uh, so you can just, you can set it up and create the link and then just email it out to everybody. And it's a free account for up to 40 minutes. We've done that this week for our life groups. And we just encouraged all life groups just to meet for like 30 minutes. And it's more of a check-in. It's not like you're doing, you, it's harder to do a really deep Bible study virtually, but you're keeping in touch. You're sharing prayer requests. You're talking about highs and lows. And our, our life group attendance actually went up this week because it's a lower bar because it's people, uh, oh, I can, I can sign on for 30 minutes from home. So those are, those are quick ways. I'll just run through them again. Groceries and errands, the Babysitter's Club, handwritten letters, sly dial, uh, opportunities for kids and students to have discipleship as well, a virtual prayer time, and a virtual life group. I hope that, that you heard something in this that may just give you an idea for you or for your local church to do just to reach some of the people in your community. I think, guys, I think we have a real opportunity here, and I, I, I don't want us to miss it. This could last for a little bit. This could last for a few weeks. And what I say is this, our church is not shutting down. We're revving up. We're ramping up. Now is the time that we can connect with people. People are less busy. There's no sports. There's not a lot going on. People are on their phones. So let's use this as an opportunity uh, to really connect and encourage people. I'm praying with you guys on this, and I'm praying for our nation as we're facing something that's unique and unlike anything we've seen in my lifetime and just asking that God works and heals and annihilates this thing sooner than later so that we can get back to our normal patterns. But in the meantime, be creative, use technology, and keep serving your community. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for being a part of this podcast with us.